Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Putting STEM into the classroom. Well, hi there. Welcome back. Here's another STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Woods. And this time we have a special guest here with us, and it's Mr. Mike Rowland. And he's a technology teacher and district technology coordinator at Calumet High School. And that's in Calumet, Michigan. Mike, where's Calumet, Michigan? Drive as far north as you can in Michigan and then drive just a little more and you'll make it to Calumet. Yeah, Mike actually teaches at the same school as I do. And uh, he's, a, he's a, just a great all around guy. He loves, uh, loves teaching and uh, getting the kids encouraged and excited about, about all sorts of learning, but uh, technology and all those types of things that uh, um, we like. Uh, in fact, just this past year, he won a, uh, a major award, not a, not a leg lamp, but a, uh, <laughs> he was the uh, 2014 Technology Coordinator of the Year, McCull Organization. That's a Michigan group, right? That's correct. And uh, trying to get, uh, they have a lot of conferences and stuff in Michigan. If you're, if you're in that area or even in, in the Midwest nearby, it's a, it's a great, uh, great bunch of, of stuff to get involved with, right? Yeah, about 14,000 members in the state of Michigan alone, so pretty big group. So, well, I wanted to I wanted to ask you Mike, I know you're a technology teacher, so so it's real easy for you to be able to to insert STEM and and technology and stuff into your classes. Tell us just a couple of things about some of the the unique or new or exciting things that that you're doing right now in some of your classes. Well, probably the the coolest thing that we're doing this year, Chris, is we've got our hands on about five 3D printers this year. And I tell you what, as soon as I introduced those printers to the kids, they were doing backflips. They like, that's a real printer. How does it work? And just the wonder started coming out in those kids. And that, as a teacher, that really fires you up when you see wonder and excitement in your students. Tell you what, and then you actually get to talk math before you <laughs> yes. before you let them loose. All right, math. That you gotta you gotta have the math in there because they have to understand what's going on when that when that printer's working and it's and it's shooting out the little streams of plastic. How how does it work? And it's all math. And kids are amazed to find out that they actually have to do some calculations and figure st- some stuff out before we can even do a, a printout. Yeah. So that's one of the, the cool things. I also have a, a pre-engineering class and we have a couple of CNC machines in there. And one of the CNC machines we had given to us a couple of years ago by students from Michigan Tech, our local technological university that they actually built for their senior project. And when we brought that in, the kids were really, really jazzed about that. And and that gets used just about every day in my pre-engineering class. All right, so, so for anybody that doesn't know, a CNC machine is computer numerical control yeah it's got numbers in it computer numerical control numbers oh yes more math uh those cartesian coordinate system gotta love it all right so so what does the cnc machine does i mean i've seen it work before but explain it real simply it's basically an anti-printer you take a, a block of material in class we use just a the foam insulation that you find on the side of the house, the thicker stuff, and it has a router head on it, and it comes down and it takes that material away. So where a printer would lay material down, the CNC will take that material away to make the object that you have designed. So it kind of like carves it right into... It carves it right into that piece. Yep. Now, now, one of the things you guys have been able to do is um, 
even even be able to make some some awards and plaques and stuff for schools and and even local people too right yep that's the other thing that we have done in, in my colleague's room mr bonifant's room in the woodshop cad lab we have a laser engraver and the kids are able to get on that and they have made they make all of our senior plaques they make all these awards that we do because we we are lucky enough to have a fully functioning wood shop and a metal shop so the kids make the plaques in wood shop and then they come into cad class and they make up all the the plaque dimensions and everything and they put it into the laser engraver and they run it through the laser engraver and they're actually making all the stuff that we use here at school so our, our classroom signs our plaques, our awards, everything is made by the students here. And it's really neat to watch kids mm -hmm. learn how to do that. And then they, you know, they all get to make their own little thing too, you know, like fish clocks or uh, we've seen guitars come out of there. Yeah. Just burning all the frets and stuff. And it's really cool to see the kids say, look what I made. Yeah. They have something tangible that they've made. And behind it is all that STEM stuff that we love. Yeah. And then, and, and that just shows there's some, some so many different ways that you can you can add those things into into wood shop metal shop class if your school has those you can you can create a like you said you have we have a, a pre-engineering class um there's there's all sorts of different ways that you can you can incorporate those in and and uh, and kids are using their math and their science and all that all that background all of it working together really like you would in, in a job well, with the laser, with science class, we have to talk about light, light intensity, because, you know, if you get too intense of a light, you're going to burn too much of that wood. So we have to talk about how, how concentrated that light is. We have to talk about photons the whole nine yards. So it's not just a laser engraver. It's a platform as a teacher that we can use to talk about those different subjects, too. So, that, so that's, that's great. You're, you're able to, to use really cool new technology and be able to... Um, to be able to reinforce other concepts and other from other classes. Yeah, reinforce it or use it as a springboard for a conversation about why something works and why it's important that you pay attention in science class. So, so if I'm a, if I'm a teacher at some school and I'm like, hey, those things sound really cool. I'd love to have have those either in my classroom or somebody's classroom at my school. Sounds like some of the things you guys got were were from uh, from a local university. Um, some of them maybe from from grants or foundation things or. Yeah, the 3D printers were actually um, done through grants that we uh, we were able to hook up with Michigan Tech, and they had a grant through a major corporation, and I think we ended up having to pay $100 a piece for a colleague and I to go to Michigan Tech for a week, and we actually built our own 3D printers, so we knew exactly how it worked, and they showed us how all the things went together, how to use the software, so when we came back, in the fall, we knew exactly how that worked and we could show the kids exactly how it worked and we were trained to, so the kids could just hop on. We knew exactly how to fix it. We could make parts to build our own new ones. Mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome. Now we've also got, I, I know here at, at our school, we've got, we've got business courses where uh, students are, are learning, you know, how to, how to promote and create products. Um, and, and they've even used those 3D printers for some different test products to show as part of their presentations i know art students if they're trying to to make something they can they can go down and, it, and it's just one thing you know you can prototype it you can yeah, we've had art students come down and make some stencils we've had art students come down and make a scaled version of a sculpture that they'd like to try there's been a whole bunch of different things that that apply to all those different areas so cool. very cool so a lot of different technology if those things sound interesting to you you know talk to a 
talk to a technology person in your school or a nearby school at your if you have an intermediate school district or or, or a local university definitely check them out or, or talk to someone at your school that might be even even a little more uh, technological or you know geeky like us you know and uh, they'd be I'm sure happy to, to help you if if, uh, if you wanted to yeah, try to incorporate some of those things in your classroom. And like you said, it, it helps kids get excited and they can see this is this is real stuff. It's not just numbers on a piece of paper. It's not just something I'm handing in as a worksheet. Well, to see a, a, a student's reaction when they can actually touch something that has to do with math, because for so many of my students, especially in the down in the wood shop, the shop classroom, the computer classroom, mm -hmm. for them, it's all about the tangible stuff. So if I can take that tangible stuff that I'm teaching about the, the printout that I'm giving them or the CNC product that they made and say, this is all a product of math and science and engineering and technology that can help drive home the point of they really need to understand their science. They really need to understand their math lessons to be able to make this product better the next time. And so then they'll come back to my classroom where I teach them math and, and maybe they'll have a little bit more motivation to, uh, to, to learn those things. Or they, maybe they'll understand that the coordinate system better and understand points and yeah. slopes and yep. That's, so that's great. So another thing I know is a, is a pretty big buzzword and, and you you do a lot of it in your classes is is the idea of coding. You know the the idea of basically writing code, right? Isn't that what that means? That that is what it means. Is making taking that computer and bending it to your will, making it do what you want well, it to do. That sounds so fiendish and, and devilish. <laughs> we are we are the mad scientists. Yes. Ah, ha, ha. But uh, coding is 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 really turned into a, a, a big concept and and trying to even teach those things even at younger age levels, all, all the way down to kindergarten. All the way down to kindergarten, they're starting to do programming and coding down in the kindergarten levels, because it involves that math science discipline again, and why not? There are tools out there now enough. It's all, you know, it looks, the kids think they're playing a game. It's a little picture-based stuff. And specifically, I'm talking about the Scratch platform. But they drag stuff over and plop it in, and they have this little character that they can control. The next thing you know, they've actually got a running program where they can push keys on the keyboard and make that character move. And in order for it to move so far, they have to know, okay, how many steps do they want it to take? And those steps, how far do they have to move on the screen? And again, basic coordinate system sounds like a number line in elementary exactly, school exactly yeah. exactly and, and if positive you, negative the whole nine yards kindergarten level yeah and if you can get those kids learning some of those things even at that young age that's going to make it you know so much easier for them to picture all those things i mean i know for years it's been tough to to try to explain negative numbers even to to high school kids you know, they just have that hard, I, you know, I can't quite understand and grasp that. And it's, and we're giving them problem solving all the way down to the, the kindergarten level. If you want this to happen, what do you have to do and how do you do it? So it's those good old story problems we all loved in real life now because they have it right in front of them. You know, Bobby wants to travel 25 steps. The computer only lets you travel three steps at a time. How many times will this command have to run to make a move those many times? I, lo I love story problems. So, but I mean, we never really had them down yeah. in that capacity, kindergarten, first grade level. Now there's the technology is there to be able to have those kids do that. And it's tangible. It's, it's right yep. there in front of them. And, and, and again, to a lot of kids, it's just like playing a game and, and you can, you can add those things um whatever age group whatever age level you're teaching 
whether it's whether it's a math lesson or whether it's just a standalone hey let's you could be you could convince your kids hey we're just going to do something fun for the next 20 minutes and little do they know you're actually teaching them some logic some problem solving skills that's exactly how I approach it in my classroom, Chris. I tell the kids, okay, we're going to take a week and we're going to have some fun and we're going to make some games. You, are you so, lying to them? I'm not lying to them. <laughs> okay. So what we do is we do a, a maze program mm -hmm. and they, have, they do all the programming stuff and they do all the drag and drops behind it. And then what they don't know is the week after that, I go through all the logic, all the different coding systems that this applies. I show them a little bit of Java. I show them a little bit of C++ and say, you guys did all this stuff without even realizing it. And I talk about the math behind it and all, all the technology about CPUs and registers and memory and hard drive and the whole nine yards to get them introduced. And they're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. That was actually kind of cool. And, mm -hmm. and just to see some of these kids, especially some of the lower level kids, that they say, oh, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. And to see the smile on their face at the end of the week, when they're able to run that program and they have a sense of accomplishment, and then you tell them they did all this stuff on top of it that they didn't even realize, that gives them a sense of accomplishment. That gives them a, a, an award of actually trying. Mm -hmm. Because so many kids look at computers and science and math and say, I'm no good at that. <laughs> and guess what? Here's another way, another way around that we can say you are good at it when you apply yourself. Cool. Well, there's so many things that you can do. These are, these are just some of the things that, that Mike Rowland is doing in, in his classroom, um, some other ideas that you could do in, in your classroom. And, and honestly, a lot of it's just just try something, look just for something, it. you know, and, and you know what, if it doesn't work and those kids just end up spending, you know, a little bit of time trying to figure something out, they're going to they're still going to go away with something. They're going to they're gonna go with some, some problem solving skills, some some logic, some some thinking, some math. It's it's all all right. Really good stuff. Yep. And there's so many uh, resources out there. There's free apps. There's free software. Um, Speaking of free, if, if people are interested in finding a way to finance, like, say, a 3D printer or something, I am actually trying to get another 3D printer for my classroom through a place called DonorsChoose.org. They have a program set up where you can go and apply for um, a MakerBot kit. And then people can fund that. It's almost like a Kickstarter for educators. You can go and sign up for free, put your project out there, and then you have a website where people can go and you can put it on your Facebook, on your Twitter, and people can choose to fund it for you. Great. That's that's Donors Choose, and I'm sure we'll put that that link uh, along with some other links. Uh, if you're if you're interested in connecting with with Mike Rowland, um, he he does some great stuff, and um, we'll put uh, we'll put his some of his information after the podcast as well too for you. Um, Thanks again, Mike, for, for joining me. And, My pleasure. And uh, again, look for ways to, uh, to put some STEM into your classroom every day. It's great. And, and again, those kids are going to enjoy it. And um, keep listening to all the different podcasts here in Remarkable Chatter. And we'll, uh, we'll listen to you next time. You're listening to this podcast on the SDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com. Thank you.